0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Chris and Nick Show here on Big Blue View Radio. I'm the host, Nick Filato, joined as always by my co-host, Chris Flum. And we are here to preview the Week 18 season finale between the Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Football Giants. Both teams are playoff bound this game has some gravity for the Philadelphia Eagles, who we all assumed would just lock up the number one seed, but with two straight losses, they need to win this game against the New York Giants at home at Lincoln Financial Field. And Chris, we were talking a little bit about this pre-show. When the Giants go to Lincoln Financial Field, weird stuff happens. The Giants have not won at the link since 2013, a week eight game where they won 15 to seven. Matt Barkley played the majority of snaps at quarterback for the Eagles. Peyton Hillis, Chris, was the New York Giants leading rusher. And Josh Brown kicked five field goals for the Giants to win that game. It just seems like crazy stuff always happens at the link. And if you excuse a 2021 matchup where the Giants kind of just got blown out, I think like the four, the three or four previous matchups before that, the Giants lost in just like devastating fashion. We're talking about like the Evan Ingram drop, the 61-yard field goal by Jake Elliott in 2017, the 43-yard field goal by Jake Elliott in 2018. And then in 2019, the Giants had like a, I think a 17-3 to lead and they blew that lead in overtime. Just like absolutely horrendous bad memories at Lincoln Financial Field in recent memory.
2: Yeah, and I would say the worst one came right after that 2013 win when Victor Cruz tore his patellar tendon and that more or less eventually ended his career and just before Odell Beckham hit yeah that that image of Cruz going up for what would have been a touchdown pass and then just crumpling to the ground uh that still kind of haunts me just bad and weird things happen when the giants go down to philly and maybe the curse is broken this year but we'll just have to wait and see and you know speaking of injuries injuries will play a role in this game because we don't we're we're trying to preview the game and we don't really know what's going to be holding true even when this is published (laughs)
1: No, we don't. Uh, there's a lot that's still up in the air, even with the Giants' non-injured players. Like, how much will Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley play? Dexter Lawrence, Evan Neal, players like that. So we'll have to wait and see and get clarity on that from Coach Dable. But in terms of the Eagles' offense, look, it's been one of these situations where it's like, is Jalen Hurts gonna play? That's been the the discussion over the last two weeks. Jalen Hurts hurt his shoulder back in Chicago. Gardner Minshew started against Dallas, played solidly, but ultimately lost. And then last week at home against the New Orleans Saints team that theoretically the Eagles should defeat Gardner Minshew lost. So the word was that Jalen Hurts might have been able to start that game, but they opted to go with Gardner Minshew and err on the side of caution. But now they're in a must win game where. Hurts us day-to-day with the shoulder injury, and I, I just am not 100% certain who is going to play. Obviously, Jalen Hurts gives this offense a much better chance to win, so we'll have to wait and see exactly what happens. Minshew had a 58% completion rate through his two games, starting three touchdowns, three interceptions over those last two weeks.
2: Yeah, the, Jalen Hurts has, I think much to Giants fans' chagrin, quickly become a very good quarterback. Yeah, obviously he is one of the more talented running quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, I would say he, as a runner, he is different than Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray, but he's just right up there in the effect he's able to have on a defense with his legs. Even when the Eagles run an empty set, which they tried to do with Gardner Minshew, the fact that Jalen Hurts is able to pull the ball down and absolutely gash at defense with his legs gives those empty sets a dimension that Gardner Minshew just is not able to provide for them. But then we have seen how the Eagles are able to layer Hertz's legs into their running games with players in the backfield Uh, sequence plays off of it. it. Like we saw with the, the quarterback sneak where they faked the quarterback sneak and turned it into a quick little toss to the running back that picked up a ton of yardage on a fourth down against the Giants last time. And then just throwing the ball hurts is really good. And he really allows AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, those guys to shine as receivers in, in a way that Minchu just doesn't do.
1: His development as a passer has been remarkable this season, For Jalen Hurts. And if you remember back to the first matchup between these two teams, Jalen Hurts picked apart the Giants' young secondary with A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. We remember the touchdown to Devonta Smith on fourth and seven, I believe it was. But also, man, like Miles Sanders had 144 yards on the ground, Chris. I believe it was that much. And when you think about it, it's like, yeah, Miles Sanders is great, but when you have to account for Jalen Hurts as well and your linebackers are already suspect, Jalen Hurts can burn you on those zone reads and on those design quarterback runs. It really just puts so much stress on your defense, which opens up more rushing lanes for guys like Miles Sanders and Boston Scott, who absolutely loves playing the New York Giants. But that offensive line, Chris, is going to be a little bit weaker than when they saw the New York Giants because Lane Johnson is dealing with a groin injury and he will not be playing. Lane Johnson is one of the best right tackles in the National Football League, and Jack Driscoll filled in for him last week against the Saints kid gave up five pressures and two sacks so that could be a vulnerability on what is typically a very solid offensive line of the Philadelphia Eagles
2: yeah it wouldn't surprise me at all to see Wink Martindale try to overload the left side of the Eagles offensive line to try to create those one-on-one matchups against that right tackle now who he will have available is also kind of up in the air right now Aziz Ojolari was a DNP this week with his own ankle injury Leonard Williams didn't yeah. practice with a neck inner it, that neck injury that's been kind of I wouldn't expect in. either yeah right, right now we don't really expect either of them to play so that would make O'Shane Zimenez and Jihad Ward kind of the go-to guys on the outside across from Kayvon Thibodeau so it a, like we said before a lot is up in the air right now this almost feels like a week one matchup where we don't really know what either team is going to look like
1: no, we don't. And when we get to the defense, we could talk about another injury situation uh, that involves Josh Sweat, but there's even a guy who has returned to the Philadelphia Eagles recently. Wasn't there against the New York Giants because he was hurt back in Washington's first loss of the season or back in Eagles' first loss of the season against Washington, and that's Dallas Goddard, who is one of the better receiving tight ends in the National Football League. We know the Giants have struggled with tight ends for quite a while. I mean, I, I feel like ever since I was a kid, the New York Giants could not successfully cover tight ends, but now he's healthy and he's back on this team, which could pose some problems for the New York Giants secondary. But again, we're not 100% certain who is going to be available in that secondary.
2: Yeah, right now, Xavier McKinney, he is a full go. He was a full participant in practice. Uh, We did see against the Colts that the splint mitten things that that he had on that kind of that did limit him but he was at least able to play and play the full game. Adoree Jackson, he is limited in practice as he comes back from that MCL injury. Uh we he was limited in practice this week. We again, we don't know if he will play or if the Giants will continue to rest him and hope that he is fully healthy for I'm going to guess Justin Jefferson in the wild card round because The Minnesota Vikings got the pants beat off them by the Green Bay Packers. So that does change the Giants matchup next week.
1: They're pantsless right now. They're absolutely pantsless, but that's something that I can't wait to cover. But before we get to that, we got to go through this week 18 game on the road. Chris, what else do you have on this offense before we transition to the defense?
2: You know, mostly I just, I really want to know who is going to be in and who is going to be out. Yeah. You know, Gardner Minshew is, I think, kind of the better case for a backup quarterback. Like, he is not in the Mike Glennon tier of backups where you just pray you never see him without a baseball cap on and holding a clipboard because if he's on the field, bad things are probably going to happen for your team. Now, bad things happened for the Eagles with Minshew on the field, but he is at least capable of winning games. You know, we saw that during Minshew mania down in Jacksonville, and that team was kind of a mess when he was there. So the Eagles do have a lot of talent on their roster. And I don't think we can just assume that the Giants will be able to exploit Gardner Minshew. I I fully expect Wink Martindale to attack him, to try to confuse him with coverage rotations and blitzes and all the things we know he loves to do. But I still don't think the Giants could take him lightly.
1: No, nor should they. I mean, he did throw two interceptions against Dallas. That was a game against one of the best defenses in Dallas week 16, very important game, but he also threw for 355 yards in that game. And we know the weapons that the Philadelphia Eagles have now that Dallas Goddard is back. A.J. Brown, the rushing attack, Devonta Smith, Quez Watkins. They're, they're a very talented offense. And their defense is a little bit beat up right now, but still very talented nonetheless. And before we get to that defense, Chris, let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors here at SB Nation. All right, Chris, this Eagles defense has significantly good players at every single level on the line, interior defensive line. They have, I feel like really solid players at linebacker and then obviously in the secondary. But let's start with this Josh Sweat situation. Last week, he suffered a neck injury. I believe he ended up uh, getting taken off on a a board and resulted in him going into the hospital. Do you have any clarity on what's going on with Josh sweat and how serious that injury is?
2: Yeah. Uh, the Eagles got good news. Uh, sweat was released from the hospital Sunday night. Uh, he had full feeling and movement in all of his limbs, all of his extremities. So just on a personal human level, that is very good news and Rivalry aside. I am happy for him. You know, I'm glad to hear that. We don't know what his status for the game is. Eagles head coach, Nick Sirianni has said that sweat is day to day. Uh, They said he's probably gonna have to go through some protocols. He didn't say whether it was the concussion protocol or not. Although considering the hit that landed him on the ground, it wouldn't surprise me if they were being cautious about a concussion. But, As far as his status for this game, we don't know. I kind of expect him to stay on the side to not play in this game, but Sweat has said that he fully intends to play again this season, and Sirianni said that he's kind of itching to get back out onto the field.
1: Josh White's a very underrated football player, in my opinion. I love them back at Florida State. He has 43 pressures and 11 sacks on this season. He's one of the many scary defensive linemen slash edge rushers who can get after your quarterback that are on that Eagles front. And another one is somebody who hasn't played many snaps with the Eagles, Edge Robert Quinn, who the Eagles acquired in a midseason trade. He's been on the IR quite a while now but the practice window is open do we have any news on if robert quinn is going to play or do you think the eagles will be cautious with him and then just employ his skill set in the playoffs because he is another one man like him and josh sweat healthy with that interior defensive line they can really wreak havoc along with guys like brandon graham
2: yeah i i don't know uh he this is another one where there's just so much we don't know as we record this episode and with robert quinn he was. Sideline with a, he had to have his knee scoped. That's why he went on IR. So if he is able to practice, it wouldn't surprise me if the Eagles try to get him in game, at least get his feet wet out there before going into the, going into the playoffs. And with Josh Sweat sidelined with that neck injury, they might want him at least available to have the depth so they can have that deep defensive line rotation that has been responsible for four different players having double digit sacks right now. That is, that is honestly impressive at just again, from a pure football point of view, it, it is honestly impressive how well the Eagles are able to get after the quarterback with so many different players and adding Like you said, adding Robert Quinn to that once he is healthy, that just makes him that much deeper and that much scarier right now. I I think they might try to get him like 10 snaps or so, maybe 15, just to kind of spell Brandon Graham, get him off the field and keep up that defensive line rotation. So none of the guys are too beat up going into the playoffs.
1: I mean, look at some of the names that they have on this defensive front. Like, you got guys like Brandon Graham, who we brought up, and then you look over on the other side. You have Hassan Redick, and then backup guys like Kyron Johnson and Patrick, or yeah, Kyron Johnson and Patrick Johnson, Janoris Robinson. Those are the guys who might play if Josh Sweat and Robert Quinn cannot get into this game to spell Brandon Graham. But then in the interior, you have Fletcher Cox, Adama Kinsu, Linville Joseph, Javon Hargrave, Milton Williams, and Jordan Davis. That is such a big, powerful, and athletic defensive front. No wonder you have guys who have 60-plus pressures and 40-plus pressures, 50-plus pressures on this team. They really know how to get after the quarterback. But we'll have to wait and see with the injuries because there's other injuries too back in the secondary that we're going to cover real quick, like C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who suffered a lacerated kidney after Thanksgiving. I think he still leads the Eagles in interceptions despite missing the five games. And I know his practice window was also opened, and then there's Avante Maddox, who suffered a significant toe injury against Dallas on Christmas Eve. His status is unknown, and I think even though this defense is still good without Avante Maddox, who is more their slot type of cornerback, with Avante Maddox, I really feel like it shores up the one liability that they might have in the secondary.
2: Yeah, uh, C.J. Gardner Johnson, he does actually still lead the Eagles with inter- in interceptions with six, despite missing five games. Uh, Avante Maddox, if he is out of this game, which I, I don't know how significant that significant toe injury is, the head coach Nick Sirianni did say that he has been rehabbing, working with the Eagles' trainers, but he wouldn't offer any updates other than that. If that slot position is, if they have to dip into the, the if the Eagles have to dip into their depth for that slot position, we saw with the. Colts, the Giants will not hesitate to attack that they will be going to Richie James early and often in their passing game, which honestly kind of fits what the Giants want to do through the air anyway, which is attack the short intermediate area, short to intermediate area of the field, attack the middle of the field, just keep the chains moving and keep giving them opportunities to hand the ball off to Saquon Barkley, which There are elements of the Giants passing attack that we can talk about here in just a minute.
1: Yeah, it's probably be Josiah Scott as the nickelback if Avante Maddox cannot play in this game. And you're right. The Giants love attacking the middle of the field with Richie James. I think that would be a big part of their of their approach. So what do you think the New York Giants are going to do, though, if the Eagles this game is important for them? Let's say the New York Giants play the majority of their starters that are healthy, Saquon Barkley might take a back seat. How do you think the Giants are going to attack the Philadelphia Eagles defense in week 18?
2: I think kind of the same way they did last time back in week 14. I think they're going to keep using a lot of quick game in their passing attack because it's been working for them. Daniel Jones has been getting the ball out of his hands much quicker than in the Previous style they played in the beginning of the season where they were using a lot of RPOs, a lot of post-snap reads. The ball has just been coming out quicker. That has helped to protect the offensive line, and it really does play into the strengths of the Giants receivers. Also, John Feliciano might miss this game as well. He missed out on practice so far this week, so that's something else the Giants have to keep or we should have to keep our eye on with respect to the Giants offense, because you you just talked about how good and deep the Eagles defensive line is without a center or with the Giants having to dip into their depth at center. That could make things pretty tricky with their pass protection. So I fully expect them to do everything they can to get the ball out quickly maybe go for some more outside zone plays on in their running attack. Uh, Maybe some counter, some trap plays. Uh, Try to do whatever they can to blunt whatever penetration the Eagles are going to get through the middle.
1: Yeah. And try some new things too. If there are some plays that you want to see how you can employ them, like don't tip your hand. But I feel like one thing Mike Kafka and his coaching staff have done so well is evolve this offense. And I feel like They have got hot at the correct point, right, heading into the playoffs. I know they played the Colts, but man, they were clicking on all cylinders against the Colts. So, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that being carried over into Week 18, even if it is with some of these backups, right? If they Tyrod Taylor say if he plays can operate the quick passing attack, I'm uh, looking forward to seeing how Mike Kafka wants to employ that. But before we get out of here, Chris, is there any matchup that you're specifically looking forward to heading into week 18?
2: Yeah, I want to see Isaiah Hodgins against James Bradbury because last time around, Hodgins absolutely burned James Bradbury. And there were a few plays where it was kind of embarrassing for the former Giant how badly he got beat down the field. Now, the Giants were unable to take advantage of it. But there were several plays throughout the game where Hodgins just put Bradbury in a spin cycle and basically had a walk-in touchdown if the ball had gotten down to him. Now, the ball didn't get down to him the first time because pass protection broke down. Uh, Daniel Bellinger didn't deliver a much of a chip block to Hassan Reddick, and Evan Neal just had one of the worst reps he had all season long and turned to the right as Hassan Reddick did an inside move and just completely turned his back on one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. It was, it, it would have been funny if it wasn't a sack on Daniel Jones, but Hodgins beat Bradbury with a double move wide open down the field. Later in the game, the Giants pass protection held up Hodgins beat Bradbury again with a double move first faked a curl route turned it into a deep corner but the ball went to Richie James for I'll say a modest gain over over the middle it was enough to set up the Giants to get a first down I believe it was on the next play but they could have had an explosive touchdown if the ball had gone down the field but that's that's something we have kind of seen throughout the season with the Giants offense
1: yeah, I'm pretty sure Darius Slayton got James Bradbury on a double move as well. Bradbury bit on like three double moves in that game. Yes. I was like, oh my God. But the protection wasn't quite there for it to be exploited. But thank you everyone for tuning in to the Chris and Nick show here on Big Blue View Radio. Please head on over to Big Blue View. Check out all of our written content. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. That would be wonderful. And also, just have an absolutely lovely day. Let's see what exactly happens in Week 18 between the Giants and the Eagles. Take care, everyone.
0: The Current Podcast is back with an exciting new season featuring marketing executives from the world's most influential brands.